Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. Saints took a 16-15 win over the Tennessee Titans to open up the 2023 season Sunday at the Caesars Superdome. It was an electric atmosphere, so much fun being in the dome and with all of the black and gold. Here's head coach Dennis Allen's speech to the team after the win. Look, I told you last night, okay, but I didn't hope we would win that game. I knew we were going to win that game, right? And look, it's not always going to be exactly how we want it to go, okay? Sometimes we're going to have to dig down deep. You with me? And that's exactly what we did, okay? We dug down deep and we made the plays that we had to make to win the game. That was outstanding, okay? Now, there's a ton of stuff we got to get cleaned up, right? Here's the beautiful thing. We get to clean all the mistakes up, all right? And yet still, when I get done, we're cranking that music up again and we're going to enjoy it. You with me? Hell of a job. Here's the deal. That's just one, okay? That's just one. Okay, and all we're going to do is just keep stacking and keep stacking and keep stacking. And here's the deal. Okay, I told you this, Mike, early in the week, right? Okay, we won this one by the way we prepared during the week. Okay, that's how we won this game. All right, it ain't going to be any, any different next week. Keep comparing like that. Or the next week. Or the next week. Okay, just straight focus. Straight focus. Okay, hell of a job, man. Great job. Took a little while for the offense to get going, but Derek Carr had a great debut with the Saints. He was able to throw for over 300 yards. He was 23 of 33, and he had a touchdown pass to Rashid Shahid in the third quarter that got the Saints in the end zone for the first time all game. It was actually the only touchdown score of the whole game combined. There were eight field goals between the Titans and the Saints, and yes, that was a week one opening week record in the NFL. Wide receiver Rashid Shahid had quite a game, 216 all-purpose yards. That's the highest by a Saints player since Alvin Kamara had 283 the last game of the season against the Bucks. That was the 2017 season. Shahid had a 19-yard touchdown. That was the one I mentioned earlier. Five receptions for 89 yards. A 41-yard reception was his longest catch. Chris Olave also showing out first game year two for him, 112 yards on eight catches. That's good for sixth in the NFL as of Monday before the Monday night game against the Jets and the Bills. I mean, just getting out there for the first game, uh, started off kind of slow, but I uh, feel like it was good just getting out there, getting a the feel for the game. Uh, it was huge for us uh, just to get the offense going and, and get a great win. So I feel like it was it was a uh, uh, what we've been cooking up in the summer and training camp, uh, but I feel like we got a lot of things to improve on. So, Michael Thomas caught Carr's first pass of the game, ended up with five catches, 61 yards. So it was really good to see all three receivers get going in the pass game. We've got we've got um, you know a lot of weapons offensively. Um, we've probably got more speed on the field off offensively than than maybe what we've had uh, here in a while, and so. Um, you know, it's it's good to see. Like, I, I don't, you know, Alave went for over 100 in this game. I wouldn't be surprised to see, 
you know, somebody else go for over 100 in, in another game. You know, I just think um, we got a lot of weapons and, and we've got to do a good job of, you know, protecting the quarterback where you can utilize those guys. It was a little hard to establish a run game, which was to be expected against the Titans. They, they did have the number one run defense in the NFL last season. I think defensively, though, the Saints played a phenomenal game. They had three interceptions, three interceptions in the first game of the season. It took the Saints 13 games to get to three total interceptions last season. Here's linebacker Pete Werner. Yeah, we, I mean, we emphasized it so much throughout camp, even as early as OTAs. And to come away with, uh, with a pump block and, and three picks, I don't think we've done that in a long time, but it's uh, our secondary, they killed it. So the emphasis of the turnover, the takeaway ratio, and the fact that we came out on top of that is, is huge. I mean, that's what decides games. That was a huge improvement and something that they focused on heavily over training camp. Sacks-wise, defensive end Carl Granderson had one and a half. Defensive lineman Brian Brzee had half a sack. Cam Jordan with half a sack. And Pete Werner with half a sack. They were getting going on that defensive line, and it was really good to see. Total, they had three sacks, getting a lot of pressure up front against Ryan Tannehill. And they were doing a really good job on third downs. They only allowed the Titans to convert two of 12 of their third down attempts. And again, as I mentioned, kept them out of the end zone the entire game. As for the specialists, Blake Groupie was three for three on his field goals. He had one from 26, 33, and 52 yards. So great debut by the rookie there and a huge play by linebacker Zach Bond as he blocked a punt, a real momentum changer in the game, according to head coach Dennis Allen. While the team was definitely excited to get the victory on Monday after sitting down and watching back the film, Coach Allen felt like there were a lot of opportunities missed, things that they need to clean up if they want to be the team that they think they can be this season. I thought there was a number of things that we did, you know, really well. Um, I also thought there was a number of things that can come back to, uh, to bite us if we don't get those things corrected. Um, you know, I thought overall, um, I didn't think we did a good enough job you know, up front offensively controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, I think that's an area that we've got to be better at. We've got to do a better job of protecting the quarterback. We've got to do a better job of being able to get something going in the run game. Um, you know, and yet I felt like there were some plays that we made, you know, in critical moments in the game. We were able to, uh, to make some plays and give ourselves a chance to win the game. Uh, I thought defensively, there's a lot, number of things that we did well. From a coverage standpoint, a number of things that we did well from a pass rush standpoint. Um, I still think, you know, um, there was really probably two runs in the game that I felt like, uh, you know, we didn't fit up like we needed to. We made some mistakes, gave up a little bit more uh, yards in the running game than we should have. Obviously, you don't get a chance to take those runs out. Um, but, you know, I thought from a consistency standpoint, I thought we did a pretty good job in the run game. Um, we just let a couple of you know, runs get out on us a little bit that ended up costing us about 30 yards that uh, that I think we could have eliminated. Obviously, the, the screen play was the, was the biggest play in the game. Uh, and yet there's three or four plays in the game where I thought we got away with a couple of things, um, you know, in terms of some, some coverage mistakes that could have cost us. So uh, there's things to clean up there. Um, in the kicking game, um, we've got to do a better job of, you know, when we're in the return game, you know, particularly on kickoff return, 
um, with the new rules and everything, you know, if we're able to fair catch the ball or they kick the ball into the end zone, we get the ball on the 25-yard line, you know. So my expectation is that, you know, we're going to start no worse than the 25-yard line. So we can't, on a return, have a penalty that all of a sudden has us, you know, having to start from, uh, you know, particularly inside our 15-yard line. And we can't turn the ball over in those situations. So, um, you know, the, again, I, there was a number of things that I thought – uh, we did well in the game, and yet there's a lot of things that we have to clean up. To break down some of the game action, everything that he saw, we're going to bring in our own John DeShazer, a senior Saints writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, and Rod Walker, who is a columnist for the Times-Picune or NOLA.com. Rod, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's nice to talk after a week one win. Much better to start the season 1-0. How good are you feeling after the way the team played yesterday? I think you have to be really pleased with how the defense played, especially I think the offense had some issues. And, you know, you saw it. I thought they looked better in the second half than the first half. But, I mean, I think those are things that, that can be fixed. And if you have a good defense in the NFL, you know, it definitely helps your chances of um, getting through games even when the offense is struggling. And that was the case on yesterday. We saw all training camp that the Saints were really focusing on takeaways, pressure up front, getting back to stopping the run. If you look at how the team performed, I mean, J.D., you have to say that was a strong point for the team. Well, the takeaways in the red zone stops won the game. I mean, it, it basically is that. I mean, when you come out and the first thing you do is turn the ball over on the kickoff return and the defense has got to run out on the field and get a stop immediately. Uh, basically, the defense, you know, those stops, you know, and those turnovers pretty much won the game. Now, the offense, as Rod said, came on the second half. And Derek Carr did make a couple of big boy throws when he had to make those throws. Uh, the touchdown to Rashid Shaheed and then the 41-yarder to pretty much, you know, get the Saints out of danger on third and six or third and seven, I think it was. So, you know, you got the quarterback who made the throws, but the defense had to kind of hold serve until the offense didn't really catch up but made enough plays to win the game. Yeah, I mean – to start the game, the defense hung in there, and they definitely closed things out, gave the offense an opportunity to close the game in the fourth quarter, which was good to see the Saints close out a game, especially a tight game like that. Do you think that's something that this team last year would have been able to do? I'm not sure. I don't, I'd probably say no. I just <laughs> lean towards no. But I think you got – when you had guys like Michael Thomas, and, I mean, he's back, obviously, and you just got so many weapons on his offense, and I think they just – that helps this, this team so much, and you saw it on yesterday. They had so many different receivers out there making plays. Starting with Michael Thomas getting the first catch of the game, and then Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid. Is there really a better receiving core in the league? It would like be, a one-two-three punch. Um, I don't know if one-two-three, but if if one-two and and I don't care who three is, you look at Miami with uh with what they've got, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and. You can put me at number three, and that's going to be probably <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be the number one receiving core. But I mean, you know, all in all, if 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 you always got to, you know, God, I hate to use this caveat all the time. If Mike Thomas is the healthy Michael Thomas, which he looks to be, then he makes a complete difference. And and you know, you see the 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 
curves they thrown in with Chris Olave coming out of the backfield to catch passes, you know, which is going to be a difficult matchup because when he's circling out of the backfield and those choice routes, that's probably going to be against linebackers. You know, but you know, linebacker going to be able to cover him. You know, not a single one in the NFL. So, you know, they know what to do with the guys that they have, which is best. But as long as Michael Thomas is on the field, it makes a huge difference because guys are gonna guys are gonna be open. They're gonna be running free if Mike Thomas is out there. And we're saying this, and we haven't, you know, we're going three games without um, Alvin Kamara. So uh, once the Saints get Alvin Kamara back, I mean, his team is all of a sudden even better. That's another weapon you're adding. And um, Taysom Hill only touched the ball three times yesterday, and. So, I mean, they, they're just a bunch of weapons on this team, and it's just going to make everybody better. And when Alvin comes back, the choice routes for Chris Olave out of the backfield disappear because that's, <laughs> Alvin, that's Alvin's business. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, you add another weapon in, and, I mean, it's going to be real tough for teams to deal with him. I think it was interesting, though. I mean, Jamal Williams hung in there. He grinded it out. He did everything he could to try to get a run game going. I think it was just too difficult against the Titans' defense that's known for stopping the run. Yeah, I mean, it's Jamal comes up with a big run at the end of the game to, you know, pretty much seal it. Um, but this is a team that, I mean, to be fair, I mean, they struggled running in the ball in the preseason too, and I think that may continue to be an issue. I mean, they're going to have to get some things worked out on the offensive line. But to be fair, I mean, they were playing a really good run defense, so um, they won't see a run defense better than this the rest of the way, I wouldn't think. No, I don't think so either. The, 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 the O-line does need, especially in pass pro, uh, they, need some, they need some work. They got to get some 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 cohesion together there, and maybe it's a situation where, in like they did in the second half, they just leave somebody in to give a little bit of help, especially on that left side, because that was the issue in the first half. I mean, Derek Carr, you know, I'm, I'm, he was pretty beat up, and most of it came in the first half. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get that issue worked out, and then you work on the running game. But I, I think you, you when you talk about the opponent, man, they don't they don't let anybody run. So being able to run it against them just to be able to get that last first down, you know, was kind of a testament to, you know, chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and finally breaking through to get the run you got to have. Yeah, you mentioned the offensive line, so let's go ahead and and talk about it. Dennis Allen seemed not as concerned as you might have thought he would be after watching at least the first half of that game, not making any changes as far as personnel goes. But maybe just, as you said, chipping a little on the left side, helping Trevor Penning out some more. He has complete confidence in what he thinks Trevor Penning can be. And just because we're not going to see another run defense as good as this, like, do you think that's going to be okay? Do you feel confident about his maturation in that position? I don't know if confidence is the right word, but, I mean, those four sacks, yes, they did all come in the first half. Uh, they, you know, they were able to slow it down in the second half. But they're going to face some teams with – they may not face any teams with better run defense, but they will find find some – teams with good edge rushers mm-hmm. that could give them problems through the season. I mean, you look ahead to Carolina this week, they have some good edge rushers. So um, maybe not concerned, but I do think um, – I, I think there should be some concern. I, yeah. I would be a little concerned about it. Yeah, well, I mean, Trevor's not coming out. He's a first-round pick, and he played – he started, what, two, three games last year? So this is almost like a rookie season for him. Mm-hmm. So he's got to he's got to learn. I mean, he's a much better run blocker than pass blocker, which a lot of guys come into the NFL that way. Uh, but he's at a highlight position, and and they're not going to just yank him. He's a first round pick that they've invested in. They're going to you know let him learn, and hopefully, hopefully the growing pains won't be to such a degree uh, that that Derek Carr is going to spend a whole lot of time in the hot tub or the cold tub or you know whatever. But he's going to be out there on the field because you know they they. 
drafted him to play, and they're going to let him play and kind of work through because you can't learn much of anything on the sideline on game day. So you got to get out there and get into it. Yeah, and you mentioned the Panthers. It's going to be Brian Burns all day that they're going to have to be be watching out there, and, and he's a force. Um, quarterback Derek Carr, though, said that he has a lot of belief in, in Trevor Penning. He likes his attitude, his demeanor out there, his ability to shake things off and get back out there. I don't think anybody did it better than Rashid Shaheed did after he fumbled in the in the opening kickoff. Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, he's an NFL player. You, you got to go from one play to the next. You can't let stuff linger because if you do, it starts getting to your head and your confidence is shot and then everything changes. So, I mean, it's good to see that his team, teammates are supporting him like they are. And uh, I think his head's in the right place. I don't think he's lost his confidence at all. So that's a good thing for him. But, I mean, you just don't want to see these kind of performances stack up throughout the season because eventually we'll get to you, I would imagine. Rashid Shaheed came in and was effective obviously after that, that first play, but in special teams and offense. Can he really carry that kind of workload the whole season? Yeah. I mean, he only had a, f- a few returns. Um, he's a primarily a receiver. Uh, I think he would do well to be wiser on his returns. Um, but when you're a guy who's like him, who's electrifying, you catch it at the two and you figure, okay, I'm going with it. I'm not going to take the fair catch and get it at the 25. I feel like I can get to the 35 if you're him. Uh, so he's going to have to be a little bit more judicious about that because, you know, as Dennis Allen said, you get a penalty in that situation, and instead of starting at the 25, you're starting at the 12 or the 15 or maybe the 8, depending on where the hell, where the hole happened. So, you know, he's got to be a little bit more judicious. The Saints are going to have to stay away from the penalties because a guy like that, if they can't kick it in the end zone, you do want him to get opportunities because he can pop one, and instead of starting at the 25, maybe you're starting at, you know, the 50. And that's a big difference in a game where you want to shorten the field. So, you know, I don't think his workload in that area or or, or returning punts because that's what he did a whole lot of in college. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did primarily for the Saints before he kind of worked his way into the receiving, into the receiving mode. And if you're using him that way, you can still get by because you still got Chris Olave. You still got Michael Thomas. Uh, you got Keith Kirkwood, who didn't play a whole lot yesterday. Uh, A.T. Perry, I don't think, is going to be inactive every game. I know he's going to play a little bit more. And then, you know, you've got a really good tight end core. So, you know, I, th- I think he can handle it. We know we're going to be without Alvin Kamara for three games. We also are going to be without Traquan Smith for at least four, three more, as they've already played one. How much do you think they missed his just blocking ability um, you know, in the run game even on offense? I think they missed it some. I mean, there's a play when I think it was Keith Kirkwood yeah. got called for a holding on a play that, you know, that's Traquan typically out there blocking. And, you know, Dennis Allen's raved about how good of a blocker Traquan has, has been ever since he's been here. I talked to Cody Burns about it. I mean, they really like um, what Traquan brings them in that blocking department. You need a guy like that, and, you know, hopefully uh, Keith Kirkwood will be able to um, handle that. But it's definitely something that's missed. Sure. Derek Carr got his first full game as a Saints quarterback. Looked like he was doing really well working in tandem with Pete Carmichael as far as them getting comfortable, calling the plays, figuring out what they think is going to work. He goes 23 of 33, has a touchdown, throws for over 300 yards, did have that one interception, but had a couple really long connections with Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed. Just what was your overall takeaway after the first sample size? I th- well, I think obviously the some of the red zone struggles were 
glaring because I mean if they could score in the red zone, mm-hmm. they put this game away probably. But I mean they had the, they had four plays I think that went over twenty five yards, which was good to see. Um, he had the one interception that you know he admitted that it was just a yeah. dumb decision by his by on his part. <laughs> but other than that, I mean overall I thought they you know I mean three hundred yards is impressive, but at the end of the day you got to get the ball in the end zone um, in the red zone more because there are going to be some games when the other offense is going to be a little better than. Um, what Ryan Ryan Tannehill and um, Tennessee were, and you're gonna have to score some points, and um, so you, you can't leave that many points on the board and be successful. I don't think. I mean, the defense is going to keep you in games, but there are gonna be some times you're gonna have to score. Yeah, it's hard to depend on the defense to give up 15 points every week. That's that's not today's NFL. So yeah, they're gonna have to be able to score a little bit more. I just I I know the offense struggle. I just like the the real the big two throws that he made. You know, the touchdown throw to Shahid and then the long throw on third down to Shahid because that was kind of one of those where, you know, Dennis Allen kind of left it up to him and Pete Carmichael and, he, you know, D.A. even admitted, you know, I might not have called that, but that's the confidence he's got in Carr and that's the confidence Carr has in making that throw. Now, Shahid popped wide open, he ran right by the dude, but you still got to make the throw. You still got to get it to him and he got it to him. So, you know, those plays like that, when you've got a quarterback who you feel like can make a couple of throws to get you out of the, the four-minute offense. Because, you know, I know defenses always say, we like to finish out the game on the field. I'm like, no, 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 that's a, that's stressful. <laughs> I like to see the offense in victory formation. Yeah. Like yesterday, I want to see them make enough plays to run the clock out and get in victory, and that's what they did. I think Derek Clark Carr, I think what will really help him if they, can get this, if they can get the run game going. The running game is struggling mm-hmm. right now. Teams kind of well, not teams, but Tennessee sort of knew at the end that okay, they can't they can't run the ball on us. So the Saints could only pass the ball in that situation, and they were able to do it. So I think that speaks volumes that he's able to you know complete some passes when they know that that's probably what you're gonna have to do to, to yeah. win the game. And Carr said he came in here was very excited about the fact that this is a very strong defense because it's something he hasn't had before. But he also wants to come in here and take some of the pressure off of the defense and score a lot of points. So hopefully that is the case of the next opponent against the Panthers. We knew it was going to be a tough battle, especially at the line against the Titans, a physical game. Expectations against the first division rival here? I think it's going to be a, an electric atmosphere in Charlotte. It's their first home game. Um, Bryce Young's first home game. It's on a Monday night. Uh, the Panthers won both games last year. They hadn't swept the Saints in not since I've been here. It's been a long time, I think, since, since they – well, maybe at the Super Bowl year. They, I don't know if they did that year. The, the, yeah. the, the Panthers won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's going to be a really good game on a Monday night. And, um, you know, if, if the defense can play like they played, I think I like their chances of putting this defense against a rookie quarterback who has never played in a Monday night game in his first home game. I'm sure he'll have some jitters with that. But um, so, Saints defense has to play really well. See, I'm a little bit scared because I think Bryce Young is more poised than Ryan Tannehill was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be more poised than that. And, and man, Carolina always plays the Saints physical, especially in Charlotte. Um, they play them hard. They hit hard. Um, they don't give up a lot. So it, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tough one for the Saints because, you know, division rivals know all the stuff you do. And the Saints have been running kind of this offense or some variation of it for – you know, since 2006, pretty. I mean, yeah, 2006, pretty much. So, you know, Carolina has a real good bead on what the Saints want to do on offense, and you know about the Saints' defense. Whereas Carolina's offense, I don't know if you know as much about it, but you know, again, Bryce Young is one of those dudes that 
you know, you can hit him and hit him and hit him, and then you fool around, and if it's close at the end of the third quarter, he might pull it out and win mm-hmm. it. So, you know, that's one of those where, I, you know, creating some space early will, will be beneficial to the Saints because you get ahead of them and then you put them in a situation where you got to throw and then you kind of get after them a little bit. And let me backtrack on saying that he'll have jitters because <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Young has played in Alabama. He's played in some really big, big-time big college football games. So I do think he'll be able to handle the the atmosphere. But, I mean, I do think the Saints defense can pose some problems to it. To a, to a young quarterback like that. But yeah, he's, yeah, mobile. he's a mobile quarterback. And yeah. That's, yeah, you hope so. I mean, some that's, the thing with him is he's mobile, but he doesn't he didn't always yeah. he doesn't always move to run. So you hope that you can kind of – but they, they're going to need to keep him in the pocket because he'll buy time. And, you know, like I said, he, he was really, really poised at Alabama. That was the thing that stood out about him more than anything was you couldn't rattle him. You could hit him. And you could take a lead on him, but you couldn't, like, shake him up. And that's the thing that bothers me about a dude playing at home, you know, in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere like that. He knows Monday night because he's playing a lot of big games. If you can't rattle him and, and kind of shake him up a little bit, you know, you, you're going to have to beat him. He, he might not give it to you. If the Saints play the same way defensively that they played here on Sunday, though, they're going to, I would think – disrupt the quarterback's timing, make him uncomfortable, and challenge him in the secondary. With the three interceptions, you have Paulson, Adebo, and Marshawn Lattimore out there on the corners. I think they had phenomenal games. That was as good as I've seen the Saints play it in the secondary in a, in a long time, a long time. Um, you know, you mentioned Paulson and, and Marshawn, and, and I thought Alante Taylor really had a good game in the slot. And then – um, and then Isaac Yadam comes off the bench and creates a, mm-hmm. a pick, you know, just, you know, because he's covering DeAndre Hopkins and, and Tennessee feels like they got a little something and he's able to cover it up and, and, and deflect it to Marcus May. So I thought in the secondary, I thought the Saints were about as good as they could be, which helped the pass rush because if you can cover, now all of a sudden you guys might have another half second to be able to get to the quarterback. And I thought, I thought they worked well in tandem. Brian Brzee, the rookie, got his first full NFL game as well. What were your thoughts on on how he did? I think he came on more as the game went on. I was impressed. I mean, he had a he had a half sack. I yeah. thought he got cheated out of sack. He I yeah. thought that was a whole sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might should you know write a letter to the NFL and say look, talk you know, to Cam about what to, to yeah, do. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah, he could talk to him. But I thought he played really well. I was impressed with him, and that's what you want to see out of your young guys. I guess he was the only drafted rookie that. You know, had a really big impact on the game, and so I mean, I was I was impressed with, with how he played. Yeah, and the only other one that played was Jordan Howden. He right. played basically special teams. Right. I think everybody else was healthy inactives. Right. But uh, as we heard from Dennis Allen on Monday, looks like Peyton Turner is is going to be hurt and out again for for quite some time. It's a tough break for him. He's a guy that he's struggled with injuries since he's been here. And you know, you look at training camp; he was here every day, never. Didn't miss any days with injuries. Didn't take any rest days. I mean, he was there, and he kind of talked about how he wanted to prove himself after going through all these injuries and then first week of the season. Yeah, here's Coach Allen on the injury to Peyton Turner and another injury linebacker, Ryan Conley. Ryan Conley um, is probably going to miss some time with that same knee uh, that he that he had injured earlier. And then uh, – um, it looks like Peyton Turner's probably going to have to have surgery on a, uh, a turf toe injury, kind of similar to um, Trevor Penning's deal uh, at the end of preseason last year. So, um, you know, obviously we're still going through the evaluation process on those things, but I think that's, um, you know, probably the direction that we're headed. 
So we will await official word from the Saints on the extent of both of those injuries as we look towards the rest of the week. They do get a little bit of an extra break, a little maybe extra preparation time for the Carolina Panthers on Monday night. They'll push back practices. Official practice will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's when you'll see the majority of our content coming out, interviews, practice reports, stories. And, of course, the next podcast will be on Wednesday. It's going to be with linebacker Zach Bond after his big special teams play and delve into how training camp was for him that first game and what he expects going forward this season. Be John DeShazer and myself back with you on Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. And it was really great to get that Saints win. Great to hear everybody out in the Superdome on Sunday. It's going to be a little bit of time before we're back there, but cannot wait three weeks. And we'll be right back there in the Superdome. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.